Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in to Press Play Action here on Jersey Nerds Productions. If you clicked on this, you're probably like, okay, I understood reviewing Now You See Me and Now You See Me 2 together. I understood reviewing the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile together. Maybe you didn't at first, but once you kind of explained it a little bit, you, you could kind of get with it. What the hell are these two doing together? The French Connection and Little Man Brandon 2. What are these two doing together? What possible connection, French or otherwise, could these two movies have? Absolutely nothing. I... And the answer to that question is not a damn thing. Yeah. These were just two this movies that totally were picked random. randomly because we have a list of over 4,000. And if we try to overthink this, uh, we'll have plenty of movies grouped together. There's time for that. But there's also, it's kind of why Brandon has his letterbox set to uh, movies at random. Because this is as random as it gets. We're going to talk about a movie that won Best Picture, and then we're going to talk about a movie where Marlon Wayans pretends to play a little person pretending to be a baby. So, yeah, that's just, yeah. I mean, let's get. Do, do you want to go with Little Man or, or the Best Picture nomination? I want to start with the French Connection. Okay, okay. Because I feel like I'm going to have a lot less to say about it, which sounds weird. I think that we're going to be split i'm gonna have to lean on you a lot for the french connection and then little man i will happily say my piece with uh well whatever i think about that movie good or bad so let's go ahead and dive in to the french connection this movie came out october 7th 1971 so 53 years ago brandon long long time but this is a best picture winner one best picture at the 19 well the 44th academy awards in 1972 for the 1971 year one best picture best actor for gene hackman best director best film editing and best adapted screenplay and uh roy scheider also was nominated for best supporting actor for his role as a uh, detective uh russo and uh, directed by William Friedkin, by the way, who would go on to make such movies as uh, the, the Exorcist is kind of the one that he's known for maybe the most. Yeah, it's either the Exorcist or the French Connection that you know uh, William Friedkin. I know maybe him from movie, the Exorcist, but yeah, maybe a movie sense. called uh, I think it's called Sorcerer as well. That's pretty well known that that he did. Um, Isn't that like a it, cult classic, The Sorcerer? I haven't seen it, but it's on the list. So maybe yeah, yeah. we'll get a chance to watch it uh, down the line. But this one is uh, considered to be a neo-noir action thriller. And it's based on a book that came out about two years prior. So they really uh, sped, especially for the 70s, they really sped run the whole book to uh, movie adaptation of this. And I will just say, first of all, I really like Gene Hackman. As someone that's a big fan of uh, Crimson Tide, I, I don't know. Have you seen Crimson Tide, Brandon? I haven't, but Voltage, you know? <laughs> no, that's not, no, that's not, not, not what that is. And that, that might be one that has to get uh, yeah, past the randomizer up the, the board a little bit. Crimson yeah. Tide is one of the most tense movies I've ever seen. And it's Denzel Washington basically going up against Gene Hackman. I okay. love Gene Hackman so much, and this is maybe the movie that he's most well-known for, apart from playing Lex Luthor in the, the Superman movies mm -hmm. back in the uh, 70s and 80s. 
Um, he plays uh, Popeye Doyle, who's this uh, detective, and he is trying to catch this guy that has this, uh, what is it, a heroin ring? Or just... I believe it's heroin, but... I don't know if it's... It doesn't make it, it that clear a, a, in the movie, to be honest. And that's kind of the thing... Okay, so it's, it's, it's a detective movie, and it's about this guy that's trying to bust this drug ring, and they're French, hence the name French Connection. Um, and one of, them's, uh, one of the guys involved is a little bit more famous, so he's kind of uh, got access to a few uh, other things that... Uh, a lot of the low life people that he might go after don't necessarily have access to. Um, and it's about him. It, it's a, it's a cop movie. It's, it's him trying to work through all the people at work saying, ah, oh, you're, you're chasing, you're chasing ghosts around here, Popeye. And, you know, people eluding him and the, you know, the chase in New York city. And before I get to my overall thoughts about the movie, I will say if you do watch this, the one takeaway that I had more than anything is there are some really good chase scenes in this movie. I think that this movie, if anything else, kind of, I don't know if it set the bar because I haven't seen enough uh, 50s and 60s action movies or early 70s action movies to really say whether it set the bar or not. But especially for that time, it's action scenes with a lot of movement to them and a lot mm -hmm. of tension yeah. and the, the chase scenes in this. And there are quite a few uh, there, especially car, car chases where good Lord Gene Hackman's character cannot drive in this movie. Uh, <laughs> saying, it's like Grand Theft Auto. You just yeah. Sorry, he doesn't care. He's like, I don't give a damn about property. I, I'll try not to hit people, but, you know, we'll see. I'm, just, I'm laying on the horn. It's their fault. I got to get out of the way. Exactly, yeah. If you hear the horn, that means that's your two-second warning. That's more than enough time for you to move, right? Uh, the, the, the action in this movie I thought was really well done and really ramped up the tension as well as really made you care about, hey – let, let, let's get this person, especially there's one foot right. trace or one, one foot chase uh, near a train that I thought yep. was really, was really fun. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, I thought, I thought that scenes where there was a ton of action were absolutely the best parts. And you'd be like, Oh yeah. Like an action movie, the action scenes would be the best, but like all the filler and all like the other scenes and you know, the, getting to the action i mean i could take it or leave it like gene hackman's great like he's like he's he's good like he's in some of my favorite sports movies like the replacements is awesome hoosiers, i have yet to see that one hoosiers but... awesome like That's i mean classic. yeah i mean he's in he's in a bunch of like movies that i just love um and, and not even like those but you know just in general like gene hackman is a very good actor and but I just felt like this movie. To me, I, I get the best picture nomination. I don't know about winning best picture, and I didn't see all the movies in seventy one. But to me, it didn't feel like a best picture type movie. It more felt like a really really good action movie with some really good scenes, you know, sprinkled in between. 
But for the most part, it's about the action scenes. And to me, the rest of the movie is kind of like, it is what it is. Um, I do think the characters are like interesting and funny and, and a little bit unique, some of them. But for the most part, for me, like, I, I, this isn't even Gene Hackman at his best for me Um, in just some of the movies I've seen. Like, I, I remember seeing the enemy of, enemy of the state and being like, Gene Hackman's really good. Like, uh, uh, yeah, so that was like my introduction to Gene Hackman outside of Hoosiers. And I'm like, wow, this guy should do more like drama, more action stuff. And clearly he was doing it way before that movie ever came out in the in the 70s with like a movie like this, The French Connection. So, um, yeah, I mean, you said that uh, that the other detective got like a supporting uh, nomination, which I get like also very good. But yeah, I, I love the action scenes. The action scenes are what does it for me. And honestly, um, I'm going to talk about cinematography a little, for a little bit because I love cinematography. I think it's like awesome the way people decide to shoot things and decide to set things up. Um, the wide shots to then zoom on a lot of, <laughs> a lot of this movie um, is very unique and very interesting. And uh, I'm all for that. Um, I, I'm thinking of like a couple of scenes where it's like a wide shot where Gene Hackman's character as the detective is like trailing, you know, someone else and kind of listening to conversations. And then you just see him in the background and like zooms in on his face. You're like, oh, there's Gene Hackman's character. Like there's there's Popeye Doyle. Like he's he's there in the background, like zooming in on him. So like that was probably my favorite like cinematography moments is a lot of the wide shots and a lot of like the zoom in uh, camera style. And I don't know if that's like a 70s thing, but it was very cool to like see the kind of zoom in nature. I don't know how you felt about uh, those type of decisions. Well, I, I, I did really like the cinematography on this and it's um, from Owen Roisman who passed away last year at the age of 86. And he was a uh, pretty prominent cinematographer. He's got a lot of movies in the seventies uh, and eighties that are on the list of stuff to watch. French connection, the exorcist, uh, mm-hmm. Network, Tootsie, Wyatt Earp, uh, The Heartbreak Kid, Three Days of the Condor, Absence of Malice, uh, and the 1991 Adams Family movie. So he okay, yeah, definitely has a, a lengthy history of, uh, of good work, and I, I agree. And I think that without that cinematography, the action scenes would not have the intensity that they do. I find myself, as I'm going to find myself for a lot of the time we talk about movies, which hopefully is decades and decades and decades. Yeah. But agreeing with you where I liked the, the, the action always brought me back in and I liked watching Gene Hackman, but a lot of it seemed just very procedural. And there's also a chance that someone that's listening to this, that loves seventies movies and grew up with seventies movies uh and i'm sorry that we're the ones that you're stuck listening to about one of your all-time favorite movies because i I guarantee there's people out here that think the french connection is an all-time classic and something that they love yeah and i think that if maybe if if you were growing up with something like this or you were seeing movies this might have been something that a lot of other movies took what that did and Mm. built off of it I could see that in, yeah. in a way that it's not as exciting to us because 
we've 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 seen yeah. what action can I mean, in the 2010 John... yeah yeah. Like, yeah we're in the we're in the john wick mission impossible mad max fury road era of action movies where we are doing things that have never been done before and are just right. absolutely incredible and even uh you know a, a decade after this with something like raiders of the lost ark kind of again, yeah i kind of want to go of... back and rewatch those movies and see if like they did take some stuff from the french connection because this movie winning a best picture obviously people thought highly of it and i wonder if other filmmakers and and other like cinematographers kind of took some of those shots some of those zoomed in shots some of those wide shots that you get of of the car chases i mean honestly one of the one of the scenes with the car chase where where the camera's kind of at the front of the car um at the bumper like that to me was actually a really cool shot and they did that a couple of times and i was like this is like really cool like i don't know if i've actually seen this a whole lot um in in movies and i thought it was a little bit different um and you are correct that Popeye popeye doyle cannot drive whatsoever but uh it kind it kind of makes uh the scene a little bit more fun uh kind of seeing it from the bumper view uh uh, on the front of the car sometimes. So uh, I wonder how much it influenced other action films. Because I almost, I kind of get that vibe. Uh, just thinking about some other action films that I really, really love. Probably taking some stuff from The French Connection. And, and just some of those, like, ways to build tension, as you were saying. Like, that's really what this movie does really well. Is it builds a lot of tension. But, you know, getting to that tension, like... I, I take it or leave it for me personally. I also thought, and I think we'll, we'll talk about stuff, but our spoiler section for these two movies is going to be a lot less essential and going to be a bit of a shorter <laughs> episode yeah. Than, yeah. than last week when we were talking about two movies that have such cultural significance and, Again, I'm sure that this did at the time and it's kind of it's it's kind of faded and I and I and I hate talking about it like that because I bet that for the early 70s and, and the movies in the early 70s, mid 70s, 80s do a really good job of showing when they want you to feel like a city is just riddled with crime and dirty and nasty and yeah. the people that are in charge have to either meet that level, exceed that level, or they're just already at that level and the lines are blurred. These movies do a fantastic job of immersing you in that. Uh, that that's something that I feel like a lot of movies today kind of gloss over that kind of thing and they don't make it look quite as down and dirty. I think that one movie recently that actually did a pretty good job of that uh, is the Batman. I think mm -hmm. the Batman did a really good job of showing you a place that just makes it look like someone like Batman would have to exist. So you got to meet them at their level because things are just that dirty and grimy right now. And the French Connection, like a lot of movies in that time, did a fantastic job of putting you in that 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 space of New York City when yeah, it, I, I it's mean, never been a clean place, but there's yeah. levels to this. And New York City in the 60s and 70s was a different animal. Yeah, exactly. And part of me really likes, actually, the French part of it. Like, 
the first shot of Versailles <laughs> is is interesting. Like it's in it's a wide shot of like the coast of Marseille, I guess. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, as the movie goes on, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, you're kind of thrown into, you know, the dirty uh, 70s New York, 60s New York. And it's it's just like a stark contrast to like what you get in like the opening shot where it's like, oh, look at this beautiful like French coastline, French city. And then it's like, and here's nasty, grimy New York. And like yeah. that's kind of like about it um so yeah i i really enjoyed like the shots and the way stuff was set up and now that i'm thinking about it like you brought up the batman like the chase scene in in batman and the batman kind of uses like the close-up footage from like the window from like the uh the windshield or like the front of the car like at at one point and like that to me like seems like there's kind of a little bit of a crossover there in terms of that so like i really like the action shots i think the action shots don't feel like they're shot in the 70s they feel like they're shot like later on and they're what make the movie the movie to me um and i I think the ending like we can get into the ending um it kind of abruptly ends for me i thank you oh my god we agree on so much that ending was just like oh i guess the movie's dumb now right all right and, I, and that's why i was like is the french connection too like gonna explain the ending of the french connection like what are we getting with this but and there I, is I there is a french connection too and i hadn't planned on watching it because it definitely didn't do as well in theaters it didn't get any awards recognition it isn't directed by this right? guy it's it still stars gene hackman so right. they have this best picture winner and then they're like let's make a sequel and it doesn't have the same director it doesn't have the same like impact like what went on with that like that's it's, where i'm like confused by it it's not that that one was based on a book this one is just what if we made sequels to a sequel to the movie it's not based on uh, anything like okay. the book yeah. it's based on what the, if we the expand it yeah yeah what if we yeah yeah, and that I, one I don't know. That that's one, we're talking about books and, and adaptations. I'm kinda hoping they, they stick, you know, right to the script with Dune and Dune Messiah and all the other Dune books <laughs> they might be doing. Because <laughs> we can get some cool stuff. But um yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, like yeah, I just really like the characters in some aspect. Like Roy Scheider, like I totally get him getting a nomination. Like him as Buddy Russo was was really good. Um, Tony uh, Lo Bianco as uh, Sal Boca, like that was a very good character uh, for me. But some of the some of the dialogue, some of the other stuff, kind of like weighted down for me. But um, when it got to certain action parts, and when it got to certain parts of the movie, um, like when Popeye when Popeye just like comes busting into a, I guess it's a bar is the best way to put it, right? He's just busting in a bar. He's like, okay, Popeye's here. Like, everyone, get your hands up. Get against the wall. Like, like that was probably one of the better scenes. And, and you know, it's just Gene Hackman kind of being a, a vile, disgusting, like, New York cop slash detective. And, you know, I kind of I kind of dug it a little bit. Like, yeah, that scene was a little, like, raunchy and a little, like, out there in terms of, like, okay, maybe, like, you wouldn't have someone do that in 2024, but... I don't know. To me, it, it seemed like a 
when you were talking about blurring the lines or, or how, um, you know, you get the detective up to the level of, of the city, I feel like that was one of the perfect scenes where it was like kind of got him up to like the level of what he was dealing with. And it was very unique and very interesting. I don't think I've seen that in a lot of movies. Like, you know, movies taking that risk and being like, yeah, let's let's go there. Like, let's make Gene Hackman's character, Popeye Doyle, like a little bit of like, I, I, I don't know what the best way to put it, a little bit grimy, a little bit nasty. Like, let's put him in that kind of headspace. And yeah, I really, I really enjoyed uh, certain parts. But then other parts are just like drug a little bit, so. And then, like we were saying earlier, like the abrupt ending is just really weird. Uh, but yeah, we can get into that with spoilers. But I don't know if you want to go ahead and give your grade. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in what your grade is because I, I'm, I, I think I, I think we're gonna be in around the same ballpark in terms of grades. Before I get into my grade, there was a debate that happened with this movie over the summer that I think it was on disney plus maybe in uh other countries um maybe hulu in this one where they actually remove there's a scene at the beginning of the movie and i think it's kind of what you were alluding to just a second ago where popeye is in a bar full of black people and he's interrogating them and it's definitely yeah, it crosses not something, some lines. It, yeah. It, it, it definitely does, but uh, there's there's definitely a lot of derogatory language used oh, towards yeah. black people in that scene. Yeah. And yeah. it was there was a six second part of it that was removed. Oh, okay. From uh, either Disney Plus or, or Hulu, I think. But it's Hulu in here, Max? Disney Plus. I don't know. Oh, That's okay. the thing. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that was a big debate about and and why a lot of people were saying this is why i prefer physical media because physical media they're not they can't go in take scenes out alter it because you know that something aged badly or whatever the case may be you just get to see the movie as it was released at the time and while while i'm all for like not, not being racist and all of that yes absolutely be kind to everybody but when it comes to a work of uh, like a, a work of art, a movie, a song, whatever the case may be, I think that it should be presented in its original context, and that or with a note or something like that. Yeah, you know, just like this is something before the movie, right. after the movie, uh, now, on the the caption that explains what the movie is. Fine, but I just I I don't like that, and that does make me I come back you. to my whole like physical media get in while you can yeah yeah i will say if it's the scene that we're both thinking it is and i think it is the one that you're talking about i I wonder if like taking out six seconds of audio like really matters because some some of that derogatory language was like very like crossing the line i was like okay like could you go farther than this and like they probably did now that i'm thinking about it but at the end of the day like i also get they're trying to depict like 1960s new york 1970s new york and it's it's a lot different than than nowadays and and that's kind of what i was saying with like 2024 like i don't think you would do that into in 2024 but in 1970 like i'm i'm okay with like a movie showing that as long as like we understand like the cultural like or just the difference and and, like in some aspects 
depending on what they took out, I'm fine with that being changed, I guess. But I totally understand your, your point of view in that, like, I don't like stuff being altered a lot of the time, but it depends on what it is, to be to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll definitely agree with you about the whole six seconds doesn't really change a whole lot, but it's more of people saying, like, if we don't say something about this six seconds, then who knows where it'll lead to where i stop and that kind of thing would want them to like acknowledge that the six seconds got taken out and there's a reason why it was taken out you know yeah i just want them i'd just rather people say something about it so that people know that like let's just not do that but well that too i mean i completely i get both sides of it um if it's the scene that i think we we think it is um I mean, there's a reason I, I like that scene a little bit. It's just because, you know, it's Gene Hackman, like, really laying the hammer down as, as a detective. But it's also like, eh, that kind of made me cringe a little bit, like, the way it made me feel. So, um, and I'm okay with media, like, making me feel that way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be plenty of times throughout the course of watching movies where, you know, we, we might see something in, like, 2007 that seemed like it was okay then. And like you see it now and you're like, okay, that was a little bit over the line. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you like acknowledge like why it's over the line and why it like should exist or shouldn't exist. Um, I guess it's kind of my thing with it. I'm going to change my rating of this movie to an A plus because I just received some new information. This is the type of stuff that you learn here. Alvin C. Copeland Sr. opens Chicken on the Run in the New Orleans suburb of Arabi, serving traditional southern fried chicken. After several months of lackluster performance, he reopens the restaurant as Popeye's after Popeye Doyle of French Connection. Oh, that's amazing. And so that is where the name Popeye's comes from. He got us the restaurant Popeye's. So this movie is an A+. It's my favorite movie of all time, and I'll watch it. Hand in hand, my chicken sandwich. Uh, yeah, no, that was a, just a fun piece of information that I just found in the sea also. Yeah, Crime films, a, most of American films, Popeye's, Louisiana Kitchen. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, it kind of makes sense, like Popeye. Uh, Jimmy Doyle, like, eh, Jimmy Doyle doesn't quite hit the same way as Popeye Doyle, does it? It doesn't quite Yeah, I know. Glad they didn't call it Jimmy's or Doyle's. Popeye's, there you go. Um, I'm giving this a B plus. It's nice. a movie that I, I do really like. I enjoy watching it. I don't know how much I'll come back to it because it does feel very procedural and a lot of the non-action stuff does just kind of drag a little bit and you hit the nail on the head. This movie ends and it's just like, oh, all right, I guess we're done. Sure. All right, I'm leaving now. So I gave this a B plus 628 percent so okay right in the middle yeah that's pretty that's pretty good b plus um a little bit a little bit higher than average or a little bit higher than middle but but that's good um yeah i'm also giving a b plus uh three and a half stars for me it's an 87.8 percent b plus so a little okay. bit higher. but um yeah i really like the action scenes and like i said like yes it, it ends abruptly and the ending they do not stick the landing let's just put it that way they do not stick it whatsoever i Um, think that there was a way that they could have and they just right they just ended it really abruptly it's like they were in fear of 
that whole like, well, it's done and let's do this, this and this and have it wrap up with unnecessary, just kind of like syrupy sweet ending. And they're just like, nope, let's just cut to let's just cut. Like, let's let's just I cut to like this is what this thing. person's doing. They now. were like, we didn't have enough film. <laughs> like, let's just cut. Like, <laughs> we're just done. Oh, but I I mean, at the end of the day, the action scenes are awesome, and I'm with you. I kind of like the the feel of, you know, they blur the lines a little bit of of or honestly, he steps over the line. Uh, Popeye Doyle, in terms of, okay, New York City's grimy. It's a little bit nasty. Like Popeye Doyle, he ain't messing around. He's he's also a little bit nasty. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna get in there, get a little bit trashy, and you know I, I'm okay with that. So yeah, I, I like that aspect of the movie. And Gene Hackman is is good as ever. Like Gene Hackman is not his best performance, but not his apex mountain, you would say, but very good, very good. Now, would you like to know what it beat for best picture? Because one of these I is going to stand. Know now. One of these is going to stand out as like, that's the one that should have won, but you have right. to keep in mind who made it and how his movies tend to uh, tend to age. All right. So we've got a uh, fiddler on the roof. I feel like the last pick, the last picture show. Okay. Nicholas and Alexandra and a clockwork orange and a clockwork orange is the one that has definitely the most cultural impact of any yeah. of the movies on that list. However, a lot of Stanley Kubrick's movies were so out there that they weren't really recognized. I mean, this this got a Best Later. Picture Director nomination, but they weren't really appreciated as mm-hmm. much until years after they came out. I mean, this was his first movie. I think this was his first movie after 2001, A Space Odyssey. And that was a one of his, like movies that it, it took a little bit to get the recognition that it truly deserved uh yeah right after 2001 a space odyssey he made a clockwork orange that was his next movie so um to be to be honest with you i haven't seen a clockwork orange actually i have not either that's and on the list and it, we will I get need to it to rewatch 2001 a space odyssey because that movie is i think that movie's a trip one. Yeah, yeah, that movie's awesome. Um, Fiddler on the Roof, I'm going to give a shout-out real quick. BYU TV played it uh, like <laughs> four months ago or something. <laughs> shout-out shout out to the Mormons. Um, yeah, very good, very good movie. Shout-out to the Mormons. All right. Very good movie. Sure. I mean, very good. Very good. Uh, if, it, if that had won Best Picture, I wouldn't have been upset. All I'm saying. Well, I would have gave also, it a little higher of a grade. Uh, than, you were than also negative twenty-two years old when this movie came out, so well, sure you would not have been upset. You well, weren't even close to being alive. The Fiddler on the Roof, I think, is one of the better musical adaptions. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to it at some point if we. If yeah, we it's on. It's on the list. So Dude, that's that. That's words we love to hear, Mitchell. That's words we love to hear. All right. Well, speaking of words we love to hear, let's review a Marlon Wayans movie. Just okay. kidding. No one, no one wants to hear those words. But may, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe this one's a little different. Uh, this is uh, this. Let, let's, let's dig into the next movie, man. You don't know. Uh, you have no idea what I think about this. Right. Uh, it's it's Little Man, directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans, written by Keenan Ivory Wayans, Sean Wayans, and Marlon Wayans. Uh, that this is apparently how this 
family likes to spend their time together. Uh, starring Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, Kerry Washington, John Witherspoon, Tracy Morgan, uh, a bunch of other people. And uh, it was released in July of 2006. This movie came out the week after Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, which was all the rage in 2006 and came out two weeks after the double feature of The Devil Wears Prada and Superman Returns. So it definitely came into a very uh, theatrically crowded marketplace. So I'm assuming it didn't do so well. Or did it? Well, here's the thing. This movie opened up pretty well. Uh, I'm pulling up the, the box office mojo You think right word now. of mouth got back and people were like, yeah, I don't know about this. Word of mouth? What do you mean? This, this, what are you talking That's about? What, okay, so this movie. You, you this, said opening was pretty good, but after that it was in. Maybe word of mouth got around like, no, we're good with this one. We don't need to go see it. This movie came out, or th- this movie opened to $21 million. Okay. And it made $58 million, which means it didn't have the worst legs ever, but it definitely didn't have good legs. Mm. Um, and the only reason why we're really reviewing it is because it opened above that $20 million mark. No, um, that sense. that's kind of a, a benchmark that I have for movies of a certain time getting onto this list. Uh, cause it meant that, you know, these people were going out to see it. Uh, this movie cost $64 million, $64 million. I bet a lot of that just went to the effect 64? of yeah, 64. This movie what? costs, this Was movie 60 costs million old... of it to like, this movie cost about double of district nine. The same studio would make oh, District, District 9, Nine three years later, and that cost like thirty-two million. What the what what sixty million of it went to like the candy they gave the baby? Like what? Like, what uh, no, it probably do? went towards the effect of, uh, of Marlon Wayans. A baby. Yeah, and this made one hundred and four million worldwide, so it didn't do particularly money. well. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a profit, right? I mean, that's a tight profit uh, if we're if we're getting any out of there. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of wild. Sixty-four million—that throws me yeah. for a loop. Wow, this movie wow. is fucking terrible. Yeah, just say it. I'm not. Care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mince my words. I'm not gonna yeah. be like, oh, maybe the movie about Marlon Wayans pretending to be a baby, pretending to be a a a, a, a little person, is actually good. Because no, this movie. That this is this is. Horrible horrible this is and and you got to talk about some of these like i like i said in one of our earlier reviews we're not here to just talk about the movies we love we're not just here to talk about the movies we hate we're here to talk about both of those and everything in between but this one definitely falls on the awful end of the spectrum this is about marlon wayans who plays a little person who is a jewel thief and he's in prison and once he gets released from prison, he meets up with Tracy Morgan, stupid ass, running around. And immediately they try to steal the Queen's Diamond, which, okay, yeah, the Queen's Diamond is located in just some jewelry store downtown. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but they they go and they steal this thing. And immediately they get into some trouble. They get jammed up. And Marlon Wayans 
puts the jewel in Kerry Washington's purse. Yes, Kerry Washington of Scandal and Django Unchained and a woman who has proven to be a pretty decent actress in other things that are not fucking little man has uh she has a purse they stash it in the purse and they think all right well we put this in the purse just so we could get out of trouble and so now what do you have to do to get that back instead of just simply breaking into the home just like they were planning to do at the jewelry store they think we're gonna leave marlon wayans dressed up as a baby on the front porch and they're just gonna adopt this Frankenstein ass look at the, the effect of this is horrible. It's that's so probably bad. the worst part. That's the worst part is if they spent thirty million dollars on the effect, wh- why even do Where it? Did like, they ran off with your money. The effects yeah. team said, "Screw it, we are getting the filet mignon for everyone." You know, we're getting we're getting the most expensive lunches possible. Yeah, I want 16 crabs. Like they just they ran off with the money because the effect on this is not it's I disgusting. Just, I can't. It's, it's just... and and they do discuss it in the movie because a lot of the characters mention how ugly this thing looks. But he's a full-grown man. Yeah, but like he's got a tattoo. And they're like, oh, who would tattoo this baby? And his knife scar where they're like, oh, he must have got his appendix removed. <laughs> I can't take this serious. Actually, the best line in the whole movie is when they take off his diaper uh, originally and they go, oh, he must be a porn star. That ain't a baby. <laughs> like, what is oh, you, going on? You thought on? that was funny. No, I thought it was funny in the sense of like, why would you even make that joke like that? Like that's oh, not so funny. it's funny in like a not yeah. funny way. I yeah, it's like funny in like a not <laughs> sure. funny way. I mean, I just don't understand it. I, I will, I will, I will. Before I go too deep into the negative, because let me tell you, there's a long way down. I will say the one positive thing about this movie. Actually, there's two. I have two positive things. The first one is John Witherspoon. I thought he was good. I thought he was funny. Rest in uh, peace. If you've seen if you've pops. seen Friday, he plays the grandpa. If you've seen Friday, you know John Witherspoon. He's really funny. Yeah. I thought he was funny basically playing the one guy that's like, I'm on to you, bitch. I kn- <laughs> no, I know you're 35. No. I I'm know not you're buying this at all. Yeah, no. I I I'm not buying this. You're you're too stupid looking. No. But they think he's crazy, so, and so they like try to send him to like mental care facilities because they think that he's crazy for thinking that this clearly thirty-five-year-old little person is not, in fact, a baby. Right? Yeah. I, 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 it just it borders on like offensive. <laughs> like how? Bad oh, 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 oh! We will is. get we will get to offensive because this movie just. I mean, it's it's bad without that, but some of the stuff that this does is just shocking. And right. the other second thing that I thought was funny is there's no reason for them to have a football scene in this movie, but one of the dads gets so aggressively into the football game and just starts, like, trucking babies. 
that I did actually think that that was kind of funny. And like, I would, I actually thought uh, that was funny too. I would, I would, I would laugh. Opinion. I would laugh at it. And every time I laughed at it, I wanted to like punch myself in the face. Like, really, you're, you're, like, you're oh, laughing, you're, you're laughing at this. You're giving it wow, to I'm stop, losing stop. IQ points as we speak. Just so, yeah, I, I mean, I think the question has to be asked. Is this, what question is this? Is this just what how the Waynes? Is, is this just how they get down? Is this like what they think is funny? Like I'm okay, so I'm genuinely curious. I'm genuinely curious. We have other Marlon Wayans movies on the list. I mean, we have the scary movie and scary movie two. White Chicks is up there. White the Chicks is house, The Haunted House movies, Fifty Shades of Black, Sex Tuplets. Uh, we have other Marlon Wayans comedies on the list. But the bar has been set low. because, yeah. And I don't even know if Marlon Wayans is the worst one in this movie because Sean Wayans, every time Marlon Wayans is bad... <laughs> Sean Wayans comes in and is just like, Says, Hold oh, you, thought that, you thought that was bad. Oh, I'm about to go fart in a bathtub with a little kid. <laughs> that There's a scene where, because Sean Wayans is part of this couple with Carrie Washington, and he really wants a kid, but Carrie Washington's not really sure if she's ready to have a kid just yet. And Sean Wayans is like, I really want to be Vanessa. a dad. Yeah. And so he really takes it upon himself to be a dad. And the entire movie, Sean Wayans goes oh my and God. shows... I mean, the movie tries to play it off as sweet, but the entire movie, they show that they are not ready in any capacity to be parents because Sean Wayans is like, yeah, let me get and fart in the bathtub and let's play Snatch the Marbles, which I don't even want to get into what that game could possibly be with a small child I in a bathtub. That Pass. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that one, Brandon. I, I don't know about you, but no, that, no. Was scene, that was a scene where I'm just like, Mm. Fast that one. I don't yeah. know about that. And the whole like, oh, we've got to insert the thermometer in his ass is just so we can get like a shot of Marlon Wayans like reacting to it when in fact you can totally put a th- thermometer in the armpit of a baby. Yeah, it's, no, I'm it, with it, you. It's I'm all with for you. the I effect. Just... They have to have him violently shit. Just so he can make weird faces. By it's one of those laxatives. types of movies. By taking laxatives. Yeah, any movie where someone has to take a laxative, like 99% of the time, it's not going to be funny. Right, right. It's now, not going to ac- be funny. Now, accidental laxatives. Eh. The, the, even Good then, work. because most of the time, movies are doing that just to set up for an easy poop joke. Right, Just right. an easy thing. And... That's just not funny to me because it's just like, oh, well, it's gross. It's funny, right? No, well, it's stupid. Now it makes sense that like all three of them wrote it together, basically. Uh, I don't know who wants to take put their hand up and take sole credit of, of the writing responsibility. Um, but I, I guess this is just their comedy, which, you know, I mean, obviously this... people went to go see it. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing is people obviously went to go see it. So before this, this movie, Keenan what did Ivory what did Wayans, the Wayans? Oh, they did the, the show Wayans in do? Living Color. Keenan Ivory Wayans did the show in Living Color. He yeah, also yeah. did. Uh, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. 
which is that sounds like a really cool title yeah it's it's one of their uh, parody movies um uh it's scary movie scary movie 2 and white chicks and little man was the last movie keenan ivory wayne's directed i'm assuming because someone threw so many tomatoes at him after this movie came out that he just said i'm done i'm not i'm not doing anything ever again Sean Wayans, let's see what he's done because I really think that he is the worst one in this movie. I think that he is I mean, atrocious. Um, the, this the worst was, part is its meta score on IMDb is 26. That's 26. too high. Should be like 8. Sean Wayans was in... Sean Wayans was in Dance Flick, which was a parody movie that came out in 2009 about dance movies like Hairspray and Save the Last Dance and Step Up on the list, but I haven't seen it. Um, And he was never in a movie after that. And his career has kind of, at least his film career and television, I don't really see him doing a whole lot on that either. It really fell off after Little Man. And I can imagine... I can definitely imagine why. However, Marlon's career really took off, uh, or I don't even know if took off the right word, but it continued in a big way. I mean, he followed this up with Norbit, so it clearly, he had a role in Norbit, which showed that he wasn't done making movies that are a blight on humanity. And then he was in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra in 2009. I just don't think you like Marlon Wayans, which is fine. I don't like Marlon Wayans, but he was in... Okay, but he was in air, and he was only in air for like a minute. It was. But I really liked him good. in air. Very good yeah. in air. Uh, he was also not bad in the uh, Aretha Franklin movie Respect that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't like all the decisions that they made with when they used his character and when they didn't, but I thought that he was decent in that. But his comedy is just screeching. I just and think, screaming and making stupid faces, and it's just yeah. not funny. No, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's funny either. Like, I don't think it's a good movie. I will say it seems like we just don't have the taste for his comedy that other people might. Um, no, no, no. There, there, there are some movies that I'm like, hey, like, like there's a lot of Adam Sandler movies that I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, Adam Sandler, not funny, for but... me. Not the that's. Well, you know, it's, if he had been hit by a school bus lately, I'm sure, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but there, there, but there are a lot of movies like that that I'm like, hey, not my thing. If it's for you, it's for you. No, if you think this is funny, I really don't think you have, like, the the wires aren't all connected. Like, no, this, fair the, enough. I mean, I no. was just trying to give it, it this, some positivity. This does not fall into the category of, hey, man, it's just not for me. If you think that this is funny. Like, if you think Marlon Wayans pretending to be a little baby who does nothing but just try to breastfeed Carrie Washington and every other woman in this movie aggressively as hell, and you think that that's funny. First of all, if you think that that's funny at all to start, we got problems, but I can kind of maybe see it. But they do it 15 different times, yeah. and the joke never ends when it should. Well, I mean, you shouldn't be making that joke to begin with. But it's not – they do it for so long that even if you were with you, it to begin with, you should not be with it by the time it concludes because they've been doing it for so long. Do you think the baby shooting like projectiles into the dad's crotch is an overplayed scene? 
because it only happens like five times and i was over it by like the second time it happened i was like i okay, was over it by the fun. time that they were like hey this is what we're gonna do and i'm like oh this With is the this. time where dad yeah. gets hit in the dick physical comedy like, oh, at its best yeah oh you're doing it again you want to oh, see real you're, physical you're, comedy you're doing it again watch, watch the jim Ted- carrey watch the ted series on peacock that's physical comedy <laughs> The Ted series on Peacock is so much better than it has any right to be. I think it's better than any of the Ted movies. Fair, and I know fair, I'm not fair. the biggest flag waver for the, the Ted movies, but I, I I mean, that's like an A show for me. I yeah. really, really enjoyed that show. Yeah, at least, a, at least an A minus for me. Um, and I know and, we're not and, reviewing that, but just as right, far as but, comedy goes, they have jokes uh, that are funny and end without you wanting to just like okay i get it wrap it up yeah i think i think that's where i was getting with this is like this isn't a concise like comedy movie it's kind of just all over the place and then all of a sudden it kind of like wraps up at the very end and it's just like all right so apparently like everyone's cool with like this this man just like deciding to be a baby like it's everything's okay like it's whatever it's just like "Ah, i don't know it just doesn't feel like it's you know, it just doesn't feel right. But whatever. I mean, it's a bad, it's way, a bad movie. I mean, we can go ahead and grade it. Uh, I, I honestly want to stop uh-uh. talking about it. I want to stop talking about it because that's how bad the movie is. Like, to be honest with you, I. The, the, you thought that French Connection wrapped up. Well, we both thought the French Connection wrapped up abruptly. The way they that this movie. The wall. <laughs> The way that this movie ends, I don't even know if it's necessarily an abrupt ending. It's just like, so all of this happened, and your reaction is this. Right. This it's is like, your oh, reaction. You're, you're cool with it. Like, like, oh, I wasn't even going to spoil that. I was going to wait till the, no, the I end. I mean, whatever. I mean, about that, who cares? It's, I mean, it's, let, let's, let's go ahead and put the disclaimer up. Like, spoiler. Yeah, like, well, just... yeah, no. I think you can guess what the grade's going to be, and we'll get to that here in a second. But yeah, the movie ends. They find out that he's not a baby, that he's, in fact, a little person. And Daryl, I guess that's his fucking name, uh, Sean Wayans, he's just, he's just like, oh, uh, yeah, no, that's cool. You were a baby. Are you weren't a baby? Ah oh, man, I kind of enjoyed being a dad for a minute. Hey, do you want to go grab a beer and watch a basketball game? This man yeah, yeah. pretended to be a baby. You cleaned his shit, stuck a thermometer in his ass, pooped with him in the bathtub. He watched you have sex with your wife. The, apparently, there's a scene in this movie where it alludes to the fact that he might have raped your wife. They Remember... Because there's a scene where she's like, yeah, no, we did it twice in one night. And he's like, twice. And then it cuts to Marlon Wayans smiling in the bed next to her. Oh, God. I mean. So, and, and you're just like, no, the first response should be, first of all, I'm going to throw you like a football across the damn street. And then I'm pressing charges. Yeah, no, it's you. not. Hey, I'm man, you. Do you, you. you were a really cool son for a few days. Do you want to go get a beer? No, no. That's not the response. That's yeah. No, I mean, I, those jokes were funny. I really, I really don't have a lot. Like, I, you, you've hit everything on the on the head. Like, it's just, I mean, everything that you've said, it's just not a good movie. And and like, yeah, I just, it's not funny. And I'm sorry, it's just not funny. 
that's just is what it is. Like, but it's funny, Brandon. It's just, it's just not. Like I don't, I don't have much because like it's just not wh- funny. Why, why did they make? Why did they make this movie? Why did someone that's, allow? That's them what to I was gonna movie? say. Like, why did the three brothers, three brothers? Why did these three brothers sit down and they're just like, you know, it'd be really cool if I directed directed a movie about a little person but he pretended to be a baby to try to get away from the crime and he was just like a pervert the whole time and had things stuck up his ass and had grown men farting in bathtubs with him and marlon and sean didn't say like get the fuck out leave we never want to see you again that would hurt they were our like careers. put us in the movie no they were like that's funny i'll come up with a poop joke i'll come up with a joke where i get to hit you in the dick like uh, yeah and i'll play the baby like and and none of them thought at any point that this was a bad the idea studio the studio and the studio released it because what? here's the thing they were coming let's see how well did white chicks do because that, is a, movie do that well, is, that is a good movie that is a good movie I've I will never die seen on White Chicks. I will die on that hill. Thirty-seven million dollars. It's got a thirty-seven million dollar budget. It made one thirteen, and it probably did very well on the rentals and the DVD sales and all that as well. So I'm um, I'm sure that they they made money. No, the critics it has do a fifteen percent like on Rotten Tomatoes. When so I say critics did not like it at all. When I say White Chicks is a good movie, I don't mean like critically like great for movie making like it's funny in that it's so bad it's funny but like i think they lean into that they know it's bad and they don't care um it's got 15 percent on rotten tomatoes i'm not out here saying that white chicks is like the next coming of comedy like that is not what i'm saying but they know it is a bad movie even as someone who has not seen White Chicks, I can guarantee you that it White Chicks is at least than... 3% better than this. Right, right. And that I guess that's my point, is coming off of White Chicks, where they kind of leaned into it being bad, who decided, like, yes, this is the next project. Like, this is what we should do. Cause this is good for our I careers. Hope... Yeah, I just, I mean... Let's give it a summer release right after the biggest movie of the year. Yeah, that's that too. Like, release it in January if it's really that bad. If it, if like, yeah, this movie belongs in January. Clearly, they thought it was like somewhat. It was gonna do well. Like they had to have. Like if this movie had been released in January, I guarantee you it gets the twenty-two million. Guarantee it. Guarantee the the first week in box office it's it's thirty million. Because there's nothing probably in January. better if it's not going up against there's Pirates of the Caribbean January. and Devil Wears Prada and all that like, stuff and Superman. If I'm returns. a movie, if I'm a movie goer in 2006, I am not turning to my dad and going, you know, I liked White Chicks. Let's go see Little Man. Like, and I it just, opened. Just would it? Like, hold on, let me see what it opened yeah. against. Look this up because this is the history that just confounds me sometimes it opened on the same weekend as another comedy it opened on the same weekend as you me and dupree which is also again on the list and that one opened lower and isn't very highly regarded but it legged out a lot better it ended up making 75 million whereas little man ended up making in the 50s 58 despite the fact that they opened 
really close. Little Man made 21.6. You mean Dupree made 21.5. So that's about as close you know, as it gets. The wild thing is the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 50% for you, me, and Dupree. 55% for uh, Little Man. So Again, haven't seen you, me, and Dupree, but I guarantee you it is better than Little Man. And maybe I see you, me, Dupree, and I'm like, oh, man, wrong. Wrong. This is one of the worst movies of all time. But yeah. I, I just, I, I, uh, I'll die. I'll die on the hill that White Chicks is like a a bad good movie though. Like, uh, like right. one of those, like a C, like a C, you know, D plus range. But you know, that, you have a good, not time a good with movie, it. Brandon. I, I don't know what how to but say. But you have a good like, time with it. I get that. Like C, and you have a good time. You know, like it's an average movie, and it's like it makes you laugh. Like this one. No qualities like that whatsoever. Let's give our grades, and then I'll tell you how this thing did at the Golden Raspberry Awards. Oh, a little Raz. Um, yeah, I'll the, go ahead the raspberries. and raspberries. Um, I'm gonna go F, and I'm. I just want to compare this to uh, what I had last year. Um, Wait, hold on. You said you said F, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. That's what? our F sound effect. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give it a uh, a 20.0. Oh, okay, right on the knot. Uh, 20.0. All evens and all the I, way I'll around. I'll let you know, uh, that comes in as my fourth worst movie of the year last year. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I'm going to give little man an a plot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, not even, not even a little bit. Uh, yeah, little man gets an F and that is an F of 12.67. Okay. Yeah. For me, this would have been my number two worst movie of last year. Yeah. It would have made sense. Uh, expend four bulls, beating it out. Uh, of course, Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. And then my number zero. zero. Worst yeah, movie of the year, yeah. but Little Man would have been number two, and any respectable year. Do Do you want to guess the movies that would have been ahead of Little Man, but uh, not Expendable Four? Are uh, from well, first of all, you never saw Expendables, right? I did. I did not see Expendables. So twenty twenty three. Do you want to guess twenty twenty three movies? You didn't see these. These are random yeah, that's, movies. That's you the didn't thing. See. Well, no, no one saw the, the movies that no you one saw at the very them. bottom. But that's that's how bad this movie is. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Okay, I'm guessing that it was better or worse than Freelance. Uh, yes, definitely worse. What than about Freelance. War of the Worlds Attack? I'm gonna it's say that it was below that. Wow, wow! When you're below straight to smart fridge movies, that's a problem. So um, the movies, yeah. Do you, do you just want me to go ahead? No, there was one. Okay, down on the strip. Yeah, back at the strip was back, back the on strip. the strip. Back on, back the, strip. on the strip, and then it's there was another below. one about what is it the the mess we make or something the like that. The price we pay. The another, price we pay. A horror movie I saw on Peacock that was that was worse. Yeah, so back on the strip, nineteen and a half. So this one just clears that bar, and then uh, the price we pay fourteen point two on my new scale. Yeah. Yeah, not great. But my point is, is that Mitchell's grade is lower than the price we pay. So maybe, just maybe, this movie is just absolutely horrible. It would be in the bottom five of any movie year in the history of movies. And I think that is what sums it up the best. 
However, it does not get an F minus for me because F so minus means F you're minus in the is, F minus right. means you're in the single digits of the Fs. And yeah, this F did, minus no, is what Winnie the Pooh blend honey. Is this came words. close. Oh, close. it was flirting with it. If that last okay. scene with them talking about like, yeah, you want to go to the sports bar and eat some wings and drink some beer. If that had gone on for longer, this might have gotten an F minus, but that scene kind of was a little brief. So they, so, uh, they started by with a low, 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 low F. Yeah, I, I don't even know if you would have like Winnie the Pooh blind honey on your scale, but for me, it's a one point five percent F. So an F minus. Uh, I didn't only bother F minus scaling the year last it. Year. Yeah, fair. No. Don't bother scaling it. Um, but yeah. So, All right. Um, that's you want to know about the Razzies for this? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All Get right. It. So who do you think won for worst actor, Marlon Wayans or Sean Wayans? Uh, probably Sean Wayne's, but Marlon Wayne's wouldn't be far behind. So, what's your official guess? I'm gonna go Sean, but Marlon. You know what? Probably close. The right answer is they 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 both won. <laughs> they gave it to both of them. They gave it to Marlon and Sean for worst actor. They just gave it to both of them. I most of the time I think that's a cop out. But in this instance, no, I think that I've got well no problem with that. Well deserved. Yeah. Do you um, think people make movies to like win Razzies? I don't know, but this one seems like it was made off of a bet while drunk. Uh, it lost Worst Picture to Basic Instinct Two. Uh, they made a on the list. No, on the list. On the list. Um, bl- the other nominees were Blood Rain. Lady in the Water, and the uh, that was an M. Night Shyamalan movie that I've never seen, but I've heard horrible things about, and the uh, infamous Nicolas Cage remake of The Wicker Man. Mm, the Wicker Man remake, yes. And, and yes. yes, to all of you wondering, it may be years, it may be decades, but yes, Brandon, all of those movies are on the list. The list, yes. So... Perhaps we will get to them. This movie also had the honor of winning worst screen couple, which is uh, that's it's, that's it's, it's, that's offensive. That's offensive to to Vanessa. Well, it's it's it's, it's Sean Wayans. I love this. This movie basically says that Sean Wayans is the worst actor. It says Sean Wayans and either Kerry Washington or Marlon Wayans. But they also have some, they, they do some weird things with worst screen couple. Like, for example, one of them is Nicolas Cage in his bear suit. That's pretty In the Wicker Man, that's not a couple. Sharon Stone's lopsided breasts in Basic Instinct 2, that's just mean. Yeah, like, that's a mean one. But this also one. That's, that's rude to Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington actually wasn't that bad in this movie. Oh no, I thought this was I no, I thought she was bad, but she's just I been mean, good in other things. Her agent needs to be kicked act. into a volcano for recommending this to her. But this was uh actually this one worst remake or ripoff. And uh, you might think, what in the hell did this rip off? This was actually Wicker Man had to have won that, right? No, Little Man beat the Pink Panther, Poseidon, the Shaggy Dog, and the Wicker Man. Pink Panther was in that? Yeah, but Category? do you know why it won? What is it? Because it was off? a it was a ripoff of a 1954 Bugs Bunny cartoon, Baby Buggy Bunny, 
which is apparently a very famous uh, uh probably funny yeah very famous bugs bunny cartoon about a uh, short gangster by the name of uh babyface finster oh my gosh yes i think i know what i'm out now no I yeah yeah, I think and after a bank robbery, he has to disguise himself as a as, a, as a as an orphan baby. To, I I, th- I think it's a very similar situation where there's no way it, it's there's a bag no of money or something it's like, like a that. Rip-off. I mean, I guess it's a, but there's no way that Marlon Wayne, Sean Wayne's. In I'm key. reading this, and no maybe I should have watched it because the short's only seven minutes. I just don't know where to find it. But Jack's probably with it, I'm reading this and it looks very similar. He even has a tattoo. Oh, it okay. looks very, so very think, similar. Do you think the Wayans were so drunk one night that they were just like, you see Watching that cartoon? Looney Tunes. Yeah, they were just like, you see that cartoon? Let's make that. And they just went for it. I personally think people try to win Razzies. I think I think they try to win Razzies. I I like to think that after making White Chicks and having people like you, or I, think I, feel, like mo- I feel like most uh, general most audiences think that's a bad good movie. Yeah, yeah. Most people can at least have fun with it. You try to make something like that, and I think that they tried to lean into it and just lost all sense of what was funny what was good taste and they mm-hmm. just saw what if we go so ridiculous it'll be like white chicks but even more extreme and it just doesn't and work. Yeah. they just completely lost themselves in this and well, uh, look if i ever get nominated for a razzie i hope i win yeah i'm, well, I'm kind of i'm kind of hoping for sean it. and marlon did it they won together the keenan <laughs> ivory wayans did not win did. best or worst director because M. Night Shyamalan won that for Lady in the Water. M. Night Shyamalan. And uh, Worst Screenplay went to Basic Instinct 2. Interesting. Um, so, uh, spoilers for The French Connection? Uh, are, I mean, we kind yeah, of already this, spoiled it a little this, bit, This right? won't be a too terribly long. The only thing I really have to talk about is whenever Popeye would shoot somebody, it seemed kind of like the makeup wasn't quite up to par. It, it seemed very fake to me. Where a few times and maybe this was just the sniper scene was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool too. And again, a lot of the action scenes were 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 fantastic. I liked the scene where uh, this was like the one detective work scene that I liked was when they noticed that hey, there's nothing in here, but he he's like, no, this the the car is overweight let's there's clearly something in here let's find out what it is and then they are able to find the heroin in there i thought that was that was pretty cool um but the the biggest thing that i wanted to talk about was just the fact that there's this chase they're in a warehouse and there's a couple of shots of rounds uh traded back and forth yeah what, uh, like like bang bang back at him bang bang from the criminals popeye accidentally kills one of the fbi agents um yeah that one was because wild yeah um and then you just kind of are meant to assume at a point that popeye shoots one of the uh 
the bad guys. You don't really see it. And then we get title cards and we get what happens to people. And that's right. how we find out that Popeye was like fine. And they were just transferred out of the division and reassigned. And it's just a <laughs> very anticlimactic like way to the ending. Right. He's like walking through the warehouse, like after the fact, like after yeah. they arrest them all. It, it just ends. It's just like, okay. Like, could we not expand on him accidentally killing the FBI agent? Can we not expand on like just a little bit more of a firefight? You know, just a little bit more of a, you know, back and forth. It, it kind of was like a quick back and forth. One person died and the criminals like put their hands up like, oh, okay, we're done. Oh, we, yeah, you know. it, it just kind of seemed like they didn't know how to take the ending. Maybe yeah. the ending of the book is just wild and they didn't want to do all that. Or maybe the book ends just as suddenly. I don't know. But it was it was Maybe, very yeah. it seemed so rushed. It did. Um, like they only had a set amount of film. I was gonna or, say um, we're we're already so much over budget. We've shot all that we we can wrap this up in a right. prologue, right? Let's do that. Okay. The only thing I can think of is maybe and I haven't seen his I haven't seen his other work as the director. Maybe the director of Friedrichen. Friedrichen. Just freaking, freaking, well, freaking, just doesn't know how to uh, end movies like um, like Spike Lee. <laughs> he just doesn't know how to end them. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I will again. He's got uh, the Exorcist, which on the list I've never seen. The Exorcist, so I will... you didn't like the Exorcist believer though. Which no, that movie was terrible. That movie was terrible. But I've heard. The... I haven't seen the Exorcist evil either, but I've heard. Very good movie. Like I've heard, like oh yeah, that no, is, heard that is a turning point. Of all time. Yeah, that is a turning point in horror. People are like, this is the this is like what you need to watch if you're gonna watch horror. Um, but as, so, as far as he's yeah, got source sorcerer, The Exorcist, To Live and Die in L.A., uh, Rules of Engagement, and Killer Joe are oh, okay. the movies of his that are on the list rules of engagement seems like it would be fun i haven't seen that either but it seems like it'd be a fun movie that is a uh legal war movie with uh tommy lee jones and samuel o. jackson that came out in 2000 so yeah maybe we'll get to well it's, it's on the list it's on so the list. the list the list can be cruel sometimes you know it's maybe okay just... i mean it's okay i mean we got a b plus and we got an f out of this if we yeah. had gotten two Fs, I would have been like, okay, Mitchell, maybe we should have, you know, like, shuffled the randomizer a little bit more. Um, but I'll, I'll live with the B plus right now. I'll live with yeah, that. Yeah, the, there's uh, – let's just give a little bit of a uh, – before we, before we sign off for the night, what people can expect moving forward. So our next one is going to be uh, – we're not getting any Fs out of this. Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump. Those might That's, be A plus, like high A plus. And we're going to end that one with all due respects to uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral and Quiz Show, which again, on the list, and I've heard very good things about both of those. We are going to make our determination for who we think should have won the Oscar for Best Picture in 1994, whether it was Shawshank, Pulp Fiction, or Forrest Gump at, after that podcast. And then we're going to have the January movie recap where we talk about such movies like Mean Girls and The Beekeeper, which is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, Night Swim, uh, The Book of Clarence, 
and some of the Oscar holdovers that didn't come out until January, stuff like Zone of Interest, Society of the Snow, Origin. American fiction. Any do you say pulp fiction? American fiction. Oh that no, that's a good I was gonna say pulp fiction came out not not fiction. We are talking about that, just not in that podcast. Yes. And then in February, Brandon, February, of course, the randomizer is adjusted so that the movies we're talking about are romance movies. Romance. So our first two podcasts in the month of February, the first one, and this might not be the first one we do in February. The first one in February might be the January recap. But the first one is give it to me is the uh, Patrick Swayze movie Ghost that came out in 1990. With the pottery scene, the pottery that was scene? the pottery scene. I've never seen yeah. the movie, but I know about that. And then in 2013, right after Twilight came out, there was a uh, that that young adult craze, and we got a movie by the name of Warm Bodies out of that. That was a. Uh, a minor hit and actually got some pretty good reviews. So mm-hmm. I will have to, I, I have seen that one. I will keep my thoughts on it. Mum until we get to the review, but maybe my opinion has changed. And then after that, we'll make our 1999 determination for best picture, whether it should have been the green mile or the sixth sense and American beauty. So that's what we have great. coming down the pipe. That's great. So. Um, because personally, I don't think it's going to be a tough choice between Paul Fiction, Forrest Gump, and Shawshank. But we're here. We're here to provide an opinion. So yeah, and please make sure to let us know on uh, on, on on Twitter at uh, at, at Mitchell Lee Ten or at, at Press Play Action if you think that our opinion is absolutely correct. Do you agree with us? then that's where you go. And if you think our opinion is terribly wrong, uh, you can find Brandon at Brandon uh, T-E-W-E-E-T-S and any uh, negative, You're a terrible feedback, person. any negative feedback that you have can be uh, sent directly towards uh, that. that I wasn't even that negative about little man. You're I'm, the one I'm, who I'm was told, negative about. I'm told he accepts DMs directly and he, he really appreciates that. So No, I don't. <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I'll answer DMs. Especially but. with people that uh, disagree about his opinions of Korean baseball as well as his opinions of Little Man, then you really right. want to hit him up. Right, yeah. If, <laughs> if you got both of those, uh, hit me up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just is what it is. I, we'll see with Little Man. Uh, that's just... Whew. What's I hope, funny I is... I hope we don't have a bad movie uh, coming out of the pipeline, but, you know, uh, can't say that because we know. We know there's, there's... We know, but we're not telling people in the t- just yet, but we, we know that there's something something wicked this way comes, and I, part of me can't wait for it, but then I also know I have to sit down and watch those movies, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. But that's for another time. Just me and you this time around. It was tough to get anyone else to want to join when we're talking about Little Man. That doesn't exactly make people want to jump up and, <laughs> hey, yeah, I'll put myself through that on my own free will. Yeah, I'll watch Little Man. That's that's not really a thing that you're going to get a lot of people to do. So, Brandon, thanks for being a sicko like me, being willing to watch this stuff. Yeah, man. No problem. I appreciate it. I have a good time. Thanks for listening. And tune in next week when we have uh, that Pulp Fiction Forest Gump content for you. 